0: Canadian elites want to rewrite our history and erase any mention of the old history. Now, this, in theory, is a bid to make newcomers and new immigrants feel more welcome and more comfortable. But does it actually do that? Well, today I'm joined by writer and scholar Samuel Say to discuss how people really feel about woke cancel culture bids. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. (music) Everyone thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, please consider leaving us a 5-star review. Don't forget to check out our website tnc dot news. Okay, so you've definitely heard the news by now on Thursday, December 14th. Toronto voted, the socialist mayor and the city council voted unanimously to rename the city's iconic Dundas Square. The new name would become Sankofa Square. Well, Andrew Lawton almost immediately broke the story that the name Sankofa comes from a tribe in Africa, in Ghana, called the Akan tribe. And they actually have their own sordid history when it comes to slavery they were part of the slave trade part of the transatlantic slave trade they used their own slaves so we were told that Henry Dundas had to go because of his alleged connections to slavery turns out that Henry Dundas was actually quite an abolitionist who fought against slavery and helped end slavery in the British Empire. And yet here we are bringing in a new name that has its own connections. It really makes you shake your head and wonder what's going on in city council in Toronto. Do they do research? Do they even bother Googling things before they try to fundamentally change Canada? Well, I wanted to bring in a new perspective, a different perspective on this story. So I've asked uh, writer, scholar and occasional True North contributor Samuel Say uh, on the program today to get his perspective. So Samuel, welcome to The Candace Malcolm Show. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, Sam. So you, you saw the story, and well, first of all, I just want to say congratulations on the recent birth of your son. Uh, welcome to the joys of fatherhood and parenthood. It's really uh, w- wonderful to see you and your wife so happy. Um, and, I, and I did want to get your perspective on what is happening in Toronto. So what do, what do you think of all this?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a Ghanaian. I'm a Ghanaian-Canadian. Uh, I'm actually part of the Akan tribe. So this when i when i when i read this i'm like well, it's just, it's frankly so stupid to me it's it's absurd uh you mentioned already just how you know dumb it is because of the fact that if the whole goal is to try to erase the so-called connections to slavery mm-hmm. well i mean the akan tribe particularly the ashanti tribe the biggest tribe within the akan tribe were massive slave slave traders they were they didn't just trade with the europeans they were the one who actually suggested the, sl- the slave trade to the Europeans right and then it was actually of course the U- Europeans especially the British that abolished the slave trade people like Henry Dundas now they say that you know he helped delay the slave trade as well too well in, in a sense that's true but they're, they're ignoring a lot of context there nevertheless he was still an abolitionist at least even if he's an, even if he's an, an imperfect abolitionist he's still an abolitionist but the Akan tribe, or particularly the Ashanti tribe within the, the uh, Akan tribe in Ghana, they were not abolitionists. They were forced to end slavery through the British. So it's so bizarre that they would choose this name to... And, you know, one of the the fascinating things is that as an Akan person, as a Ghanaian, the, the meaning of Sankofa is actually very, very important. It means that we should not erase the past. It means that we should not forget the past. We should remember it. Right and to and and to you know to um, to try to live in a better way because we remember the past. Well, this this is so bizarre because this is literally trying to ignore the past. Right, so it's really weird that they're trying to they're choosing the name of Sankofa by doing the very thing that the meaning of the word suggests you shouldn't do. So it's so bizarre.
0: Wow, Sam. Well, thanks for sharing. I mean, there's so much irony wrapped up in this, right? It's like you're you're, you're taking away the name of an abolitionist and naming it after a tribe that turns out is sort of. Infamous or well known, at least for people who are aware of it, uh, with their ties to slavery. And then, of course, the meaning of that word is to do exactly uh, the opposite of what uh, c- city council has done. Interesting, I-, I noticed on Twitter there's a woman named Jennifer Dundas who she's actually a, a guest on Harrison Faulkner's Ratioed uh, podcast the other day. I definitely recommend you check that out. But she's a descendant of, of Henry Dundas. She's actually a-, a former CBC journalist as well and a Crown prosecutor. Uh, she-, she wrote that the name was on a shortlist for 14 months. And that there was a lot of debate inside council about this. So you would think, you know, they've been planning to do this for years. This was on the short list for 14 months. Why didn't Why didn't anybody bother to sort of look into this? Do they not did they not think about it? Like, what What do you think the mindset is behind this unanimous vote? Like every single council, there wasn't a single one that said, "Hey, hey guys, hold on a second. Let's let's like maybe maybe think this through a little more." Not no one. Apparently, no one in city council had that uh, insight. Why Why do you think that is, Sam?
1: Well, we've seen lately in our in our country, considering what happened with the uh, the Nazi that was celebrated <laughs> by our parliament. When they're thinking of virtue signaling, they're not thinking. Re- they're not really thinking about doing research. They're so focused on getting applause from certain groups of people that they they, re- they just choose to not care about the history. They, they don't care to think about whether it was a Nazi. Think, you know, looking him up to make sure that he's actually a Nazi and not really this war hero that they're making him out to be. Or like the word Sankofa, they're not thinking about. Huh? What are the ties?er Could there be? Could anything go wrong with this? They seem to be so focused with virtue signaling that that's all that matters to them. And look is a reality. I'm a young Ghanaian Canadian. Ghanaian Canadians do not care about this. We're not, like, There's no Ghanaian Canadian that I know. And I spoke to many of them who are like, yeah, this is... No. What they care about, right? And, and look, black, black um, Canadians tend to be, of course, almost all immigrants, right? First-generation immigrants or second-generation immigrants. And what they care about most is the economy. They care about fixing the issues that young people, right? Young families are... Tra- Canadian Canadians are trying to feed their families right now. They're trying to buy homes. They can't. Nobody cares about changing this. It's not pleasing anybody. But as always, it is just the silly government trying to ignore real issues, issues facing real immigrants. They're trying to ignore that by doing this virtue signaling, and it's not doing anything. Nobody cares.
0: I really I really do think that a lot of Canadians have just had enough in general, and it's interesting to hear your perspective about immigrant Canadians and black Canadians as well. It seems to me really, Sam, that Multiculturalism is failing before our eyes. I'll give you a few examples of just what we've seen in the past. I don't know, 72 hours here in Toronto. It seems that all the all the bad stuff is happening in Toronto. So, first up at Yorkdale Mall, just north of Toronto in the northern part of the city, uh, we saw families being harassed and intimidated by Hamas supporters at Yorkdale Mall. They're visiting Santa Claus. Okay, they're with their kids trying to sit on Santa's knee, and you can hear the jeers and and the shouting of the crowd. Let's play that quick clip. Hey, hey, well,
1: Was Palestinian. Jesus 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 was Palestinian.
0: Next, down at Eaton Center, which is just across the street from Dundas Square, oh, we saw more Hamas supporters, this time swearing at Christmas shoppers and even threatening police officers. It looks like a pretty scary, intimidating crowd. Here's a quick glimpse of what that looked like. I'm
1: telling you, on the Don't
0: now, put your down on the floor. I'll lay you sleep, I'll put you six feet deep. I'll put you six feet deep. And then finally, Sam, we saw the news of this gigantic 55 foot religious statue being erected in Brampton, Ontario. There was a tremendous backlash uh, and opposition uh, to this large statue, of course, against the backdrop that Canadian statues get torn down uh, with some frequency. And um, as as we're talking about today, uh, names get removed from our history. And so it's a little strange to see other uh, cultures getting celebrated in this way. Uh, What is happening in Toronto? What's happening in Canada? And and what, what can we do about all this?
1: Honestly, it is a symptom of what's happened to our country with multiculturalism. Look, I'm an immigrant. Um, I I love my Ghanaian culture, but I also know that I'm I'm in Canada, and that Canada, we do have a culture. It's unfortunate that we're trying to push this multiculturalism thing. There is a Canadian history and a Canadian culture, and people are trying to abandon that. These are, of course, the woke leftists. But the reason why I mention that is because, look, when when I immigrated to the country 26 years ago, I knew that... I had to assimilate. I knew that there was a dominant culture that I had to respect. And I love the, the culture that I've came to you know, respect. But the issue now is this. When you push multiculturalism, what you're doing is you're teaching people. You're teaching new immigrants, new citizens, not to respect the culture that Canada has. Therefore, and look, when you have multiculturalism, you're going to have competing cultures. So what happens is when people are com- have competing cultures, there will eventually be a struggle for a dominant culture. And you're seeing that right now. There's some people who want their culture to dominate other Canadians. And that's what you're seeing already with some of these, Some of these uh, what happened at Yorkdale Mall, or what we've seen already with a lot of the protests, the anti-Semitic protests you've been seeing as well, too. There are people who are trying to establish their own dominant culture because they know that, unfortunately, so many Canadians or so many politicians want to do away with the Canadian culture. Now, when it comes to that statue, it's 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 work. I'm from Brampton, and I, I know that's in Brampton. That to me is absurd as well, too. Because the reality is this: is that I, you know, believe in religious freedom, right? I want anybody who, uh, you know, I, I don't want Hindus to be, of course, kept from coming to the country necessarily. That's not the case at all. However, the reality is now, if you are somebody in Brampton, you have this massive statue that you almost can't avoid. It's like you know, 55 uh, foot tall. It's you, there is this, it's basically Brampton saying, the, the, the God we worship here is a Hindu God. I can't imagine that if some other religious group wanted to establish that, that would be okay. I can't imagine that that would be tolerated. But because it seems like we are okay respecting any other religion, except for the traditional Christian religion in Canada, then that, that's okay. And again, it's, this stuff is going to keep happening if Canada continues to reject its own cultural heritage.
0: No, that's a really good point. Like, I I completely agree with the religious freedom aspect of it. I think that Hindus should be able to pray however they want. I'm glad that they have that freedom in Canada. I'm very happy that they come in so many ways. Hindus are model citizens. But there is something political, like a statement uh, being made by erecting a statue of that size uh, happening. It's like a misreading of the tone of the country. Like, everyone else's statues are getting torn and you're erecting this this large statue you can you can draw some like historical parallels uh to that but if anything it's just a little bit like distasteful or, or disrespectful in in canada uh but you know i i think you're right i think that that newcomers have sort of lost the the respect and canadians it's it's our, it's our fault we haven't uh, especially our elites and those in charge haven't demanded that newcomers respect canada and and come to terms with the fact that there is A dominant culture. I I thought it was interesting, Samuel. You might uh, not have heard this, but there was a proposal to make December Christian Heritage Month in Canada, so that Canadians can learn about Christianity and and the the traditions that actually helped find this found this country. Like the country was based on uh, Christian morals and values, uh, and it was rejected. (laughs) And and if you look at the list of all of the other heritage months that we celebrate in Canada, you know, November is actually Hindu Heritage Month. And like every other culture and every other country and every other religion gets a month or at least a week or a day to celebrate their heritage when it comes to uh, the founding religion uh, of this country. Yeah. No, <laughs> you can't. You yeah. can't have that.
1: Yeah, and you know, you know, our very of the official motto of Canada is explicitly Christian, right? It has come from Psalm, Psalm seventy two, right? From dominion to dominion. That's referring to Christ's lordship and kingship over Canada. And yet here we are rejecting this, and we rather have. And you know, speaking of doing away with Henry Dundas because he supposedly was a you know wasn't a real abolitionist. Well, here's a here's the issue. I mean, let's face it. There have been a lot of atrocities that has happened under a lot of Hindu pagan worship. And here we are though choosing a pagan god to you know to be erected in, in Brampton, while as you said in terms of you know, while we're you know doing away with some historical figures that mean a lot to Canada, we're saying that well, they should be cancelled, but we should celebrate Hindu gods that again in the name of worshiping them. So many atrocities have happened under these gods as well. It's absolutely absurd. But again, while we continue to reject the Christian traditional history that has made Canada what it is, we are going to have a very different Canada. And we're seeing that. Now.
0: It's so true how they sort of whitewash the the, the crimes and, the, and the, the real dark parts of history from other cultures uh, and only focus on the dark moments in, in Canadian uh, history, which really aren't that dark compared to some of the histories uh, of the of the rest of the world. Well, Samuel, I always really appreciate talking to you. I love your perspective. I love hearing from you. So thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas with your uh, new and growing family. Uh, God bless you, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Candice Malcolm, and this is The Candice Malcolm Show.